Hey friends, welcome to Living the KG Life. On today's episode, we are going to do our first post-trip recap and review. So stick around, it's going to be great. So we are less than 48 hours post-Disney trip. So really, the Disney withdrawal, that Disney depression is like truly setting in. So this is a really great time to recap and review our last trip to the most magical place on Earth, Walt Disney World. And what we're going to do in this episode is recap the trip, what we did kind of all the things that we enjoyed, we experienced, and then we're going to do a review piece. And this is something I'm excited about because I want to use this kind of template anytime we're reviewing either a trip or a restaurant, a resort, maybe a party or an after hours event. So we're going to use this reflection activity called Rosebud Thorn. So shout out to my manager, Courtney, from work for sharing this with us because this is, I think, going to be a really great way for us to review kind of the pieces that we liked, the pieces that we thought maybe could be a little bit better, and maybe some things that we're excited about for next time. So when we get to that piece, we'll talk a little bit more in depth about the reviews and kind of how we're going to do them on this podcast. Let's jump into the trip. So this past week, I went to Walt Disney World with my brother, Jimmy, who's actually the producer on this podcast. So shout out to Jimmy for making this podcast possible. He's the best. And his wife, my sister-in-law, Kelly. We did a four-day, three-night trip, and we stayed at actually two different resorts. We stayed one night at Bay Lake Tower, which is the Disney Vacation Club or DVC attached to or next to the Contemporary Hotel, which is also next to Magic Kingdom. We also stayed at the Boardwalk, which is down um, closer to like Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And we'll talk a little bit more about how we did two different resorts in the trip and, and why that was actually really cool. And this trip was actually a, was a really great example of what we talked about in a previous podcast about how it's really important to prioritize and plan your trip. So we knew that we really only had two full days down there with a half day kind of banked on each side. So we knew that flying in on Tuesday, we left Boston around noon. So by the time we got to the resort from the airport, got all of our stuff, got settled and whatnot, we really didn't have a ton of time that night to go to one of the parks. So we really wanted to figure out how we were going to make that day work. We had the two full days and then on Friday, our flight was around four o'clock. So we knew we had like a little bit of time, but not a ton. In looking at that trip, we said, okay, how do we want to prioritize what we want to do? What's the most important? What are we trying to kind of get out of this trip or what's our goal? So we had kind of six things that we really needed to think about and consider when planning this trip. We knew that one, we really wanted to do a multi-resort or what they call a split stay trip. We definitely wanted to go to the Boo Bash, which is an after-hours event at Magic Kingdom. It's all Halloween-themed, and we'll talk a little bit more in depth about that in a minute. We definitely wanted to hit Hollywood Studios in Epcot. We also actually wanted to add in a day at Universal Studios, which is not Disney, but um, Jimmy and I have done quite a few, I think we've mentioned this before, some bro sis trips, and we've done Universal in the past, and we haven't done it in a while. So we thought it'd be really fun to go and spend a day there, 
we're big Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fans. Um, and I also really wanted to check out the Wizarding World of Harry Potter because I hadn't seen that yet. So that was definitely a priority for us. One priority for me specifically for this trip was I really wanted to see Happily Ever After the Fireworks Show at least one more time before it retires at the end of the month to make way for the new fireworks show that's going to be kicking off October 1st to celebrate the 50th anniversary. And the last, which might sound silly, but is important to our group, is we really wanted to have at least one meal at the California Grill. Now, the California Grill is an incredible restaurant in the Contemporary Hotel. So it was really right next to where we were staying. So we said, okay, we have all these pieces that kind of like need to click in like Legos to make this trip really what we want it to be and have it really work. So we planned it out and I think we really like, to be honest, I think we killed it. Like we really got in everything we wanted to in a, in a quick trip Tuesday to Friday and we had a blast. So let's go through what the week actually looked like. So on Tuesday, we arrive to our hotel and actually in the Uber on the way from MCO to the resort, we did an Instacart delivery. So we knew between Kelly, Jimmy, and myself, we wanted some waters, we wanted some protein bars. I, I love a good chocolate chip mini muffin. So we got some chocolate chip mini muffins, um, some Gatorade, some energy drinks, just some things to have in the room so that we could kind of be prepared right in the morning, be ready to go. Because again, we really only had uh, two full days and those two half kind of like end cap days. So we did our Instacart. It literally worked out perfectly because by the time we got to the resort, got upstairs, checked into our room, dropped our stuff, they messaged us and said, hey, we're downstairs. So we went, grabbed our stuff, got ready, went out to dinner. We did get a reservation at California Grill for that night. And if you haven't been to California Grill, 10 out of 10, recommend to go check it out. We had an incredible server. His name is Walta. And surprisingly, also was from Massachusetts, New Medford, which is where um, my brother Jimmy and I are from. And we met so many cast members on this trip that were either from Massachusetts or just New England across the board. There were so many of them down there. And then, you know, our accents stick out pretty well, especially down there. So we had a lot of really great chats with folks there. But California Grill, if you love a good steak, definitely check it out. It is, I think, my favorite steak on property. Of the places I've checked, not to worry, across this podcast, we will be reviewing lots of other restaurants, so I'm sure I'll find some more uh, great ones as well. So that was, again, one, it was a priority for us on this trip. Two, we were staying at Bay Lake Tower, which was also a bucket list item for me to stay there. So it really worked out perfectly that we could kind of check two boxes off in one piece. The next piece was we said, okay, Jimmy was able to get a what's called a theme park view room. So we were on the ninth floor. And actually, when you looked out from our like living space, you could see Magic Kingdom from the room. It was the coolest <laughs> room view I think I've ever seen in my life. You could see Space Mountain, Clara's Day, Tron, the castle, everything. So our plan was after California Grill, we'll come back up. We'll watch the fireworks from the room because why wouldn't you? It's perfect. Uh, we did that and it was cool because you could actually, on the TV, it turned to a specific station and they would play the music of the fireworks. So you're watching them live from your room, hearing the music from your TV. And that was hands down like a core memory 
bucket list moment item all wrapped in one for me. It was absolutely incredible, especially the fact that it was Happily Ever After, which is my favorite fireworks show. So from there, so now we're, we've got all these things checked off so far, right? We're at Bay Lake Tower. We've gotten to the California Grill. We've just finished watching Happily Ever After from the comfort of our own room. So you're not crammed in. You weren't really squished. You had plenty of room. You could be really comfortable. It was awesome. So that night, we went to the Boo Bash. So the Boo Bash is an after-hours event at Magic Kingdom, and it's Halloween-themed. So there's been a lot of talk this year about the Boo Bash. Is it worth it? Is it not? It's expensive. It's not Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And a little bit of context here. So if you haven't been to either an after-hours event or a party before at Magic Kingdom especially, the parties are incredible. So it's usually three hours or so after the park closes. It's a fairly low-ticketed event, so there are little to no waits for any of the rides. There are free snacks, free bottled water and soda, and then they'll usually have some like special treats that are themed to the event. So for this one, because it was Halloween, you know, the characters are dressed up in their costumes. The villains have kind of like taken over the mini parade cavalcades, which is super cool because you don't really see the villains out a lot. So on this podcast, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. You, What I want to do is provide as much information and perspectives as possible so that you can make a decision on how you want to spend your money. For you, for your family, for your group, whatever makes the most sense for you, I just want to try and share as much as possible so you can make the right decision and have the best time. So for us, what we did is, again, we had we knew we had a short time frame. We had all these other things that we really wanted to get in. So for us, it made sense to just do a Boo Bash ticket instead of a full day park ticket that we knew we weren't going to get the full money's worth out of because we weren't getting in. We weren't actually going to get to the park until later. Honestly, we had a great time. I think the reviews are definitely hit or miss from what I've seen so far on the Boo Bash. For some people that you know are big Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party fans or any of the other parties that Disney has hosted before, it definitely is a little bit more limited. The price is a little bit more expensive. I can see why people didn't feel great about it. But again, we had a great time. We we rode uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. We did Haunted Mansion. We did Splash Mountain. Kind of like three that are, you know, must-dos for us, for our group when we go to Magic Kingdom. I know Kelly did a little bit of shopping on Main Street. Jimmy went and got a funnel cake. I got to see the cavalcades. Yes, for me, I love the characters and seeing all of that. So for all of us, we kind of got in the pieces that we wanted to do. And I think that's something to really prioritize is something that we'll talk a lot about on this podcast, but it's so important. So I think when it comes to the Boo Bash, it's really about what you want to get out of the Boo Bash. So if you said, you know, hey, KG, is it worth it for me to go? Is it worth it for me to spend the money? My first question would be, what do you like to do either during an after hours event or something that when you go just to the park in general, what is it that you like to do? Because you could say for the whole three hours, you want to crush the rides and get on every ride you possibly can because the weights will be so low. Or you could say, you know, I really want to shop and check out all the Boo Bash or Halloween specific merch that maybe they don't have during the day. Or you could say, you know, I want to focus on doing the character meet and greets and watching the villain cavalcades because they don't have those during the day. 
So you can really make the experience what you want, either kind of have that siloed approach of what you love the most, or you could say, we want to do a little bit of everything. And that's what, you know, Jimmy Kelly and I did was we did a little bit of everything. So we were able to really get everything we wanted to in that short time frame without it feeling like stressed or rushed or like we didn't get enough out of it. Uh, we had a really great time. And something else to think about too is the the atmosphere of the boobash. So same thing with, you know, the after hours or just the Halloween or Christmas parties as well. You know, people dress up because it's so low crowds. The vibe is very different. So and even just nighttime at the park is very different. So if that's something that you either really enjoy or even just even in the COVID pandemic still time, that might be something that you feel more comfortable with is to say, you know what? I don't feel like I want to do a whole full day in the parks where it's going to be busy, but you know, a low ticketed event might be a great option because you know, there's not going to be a ton of crowds. So lots of options to kind of pick and choose what's most important to you. And if you feel like you'll get the value out of it that, that you want, we had a great time. I would absolutely go again. Um, I've never done Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. I know Jimmy and Kelly have done it. I would definitely love to try one of those out when those come back. I have done Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And Christmas is my absolute favorite time at Disney World. So I will always try to squeeze one of those in if I can. That was really our whole, just our first day. And really it was like the first, I don't know, six hours of of being there. We got a lot in, which allowed us to, over the next couple of days, say, okay, let's focus on the other piece that we really wanted to hit. So the second day we did Hollywood Studios and we did Epcot and it was really great because when we did uh, Hollywood Studios between Jimmy Kelly and I, we really have all of the pieces covered. Like we all love the classic Hollywood Studios rides, Toy Story Land, Galaxy's Edge. There's so much to do at Hollywood Studios and so much that you can have fun with, all different ages, all different things that you like to do. There are shows there. The Beauty and the Beast show is back. We didn't do it this trip, but that is a fantastic show to check out if that's something that you know you want to do or you enjoy musicals. Always, always recommend. We spent the whole day at Hollywood Studios and we got everything in. So we did, I woke up early, the, early in the morning. We got our Rise of the Resistance boarding group. So by the time we got there for Park Open, we were able to do Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. We did uh, Rise of the Resistance. And we actually had a really fantastic experience with um, guest relations. They were helping Jimmy and Kelly with some ticket stuff. And I mean, of course, we found two of the three that were helping us out. They were Mo, Liza, and Jonathan. Shout out to them over at Guest Relations and Hollywood Studios. They were a blast. We had so much fun chatting with them and they were so nice, so kind. And one of the things that's really special about the cast members at all of the parks is on a day like that where annual passes, it was their first day coming back to sell them. We still didn't feel like we were burdening them. We didn't feel like we were taking up their time. They spent time with us. They were so nice. By the end, we were like all best friends. We took a group selfie. We were, you know, shooting the shit with them. They were incredible. The cast member experience or the experience the cast members provide really is top notch anywhere you go within on property. They, like I said, they were so nice. They were so kind. They were so funny. We were all cracking up laughing at different points in the conversation. And 
by the end of it, they actually gave us a little bit of magic, which was really sweet of them. And they were so, so kind to do it. But they got us a fast pass to hit up Slinky Dog Dash. They were like, what have you not done yet? What can we do to make your day even better? We were like, oh my God, what? (laughs) Um, So, you know, they're like, we see you already have Rise of the Resistance. That's awesome. And so they got us onto Slinky Dog Dash. And that kind of like put a cap on our Hollywood Studios day because we were like, man, we got everything in. We got in all the rides. Kelly and I did a little bit of shopping around in the stores because the shopping at Hollywood Studios is fantastic. Um, so don't feel like kind of like PSA there. Don't feel like you have to only do your shopping at like the Emporium at Magic Kingdom, which is incredible because the shops on Hollywood Boulevard are incredible as well. So we absolutely had a great day at Hollywood Studios. We like I said, we got everything in and because our whole trip was kind of like, okay, let's make sure we get in what everyone wants to do and then we'll go off to the next piece. That night, Jimmy and I went over to Epcot. We did a couple little spots that we like to hit when we go, one of them being Le Cellier. That is another fantastic place to get a steak over on property. So that is in Canada in the World Showcase at Epcot. Highly recommend that, especially if you are drinking around the world and, you know, going the right way and starting in Mexico and ending, ending in Canada, having a bomb-ass filet is the way to end uh, drinking around the world in the KG book. So day two was great. We got in Hollywood Studios. We went to Epcot. And Jimmy and I actually did start a little um, kind of bop around on the boardwalk because that was where we started our splits day. So day one or night one, we were at Bay Lake Tower. And then the rest of the trip, we moved over to the boardwalk. And this was actually my first experience doing split stays. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute, but uh, Jimmy and Kelly do it often. And it was actually really fun because you got to experience a couple different places. And I think if you do a longer trip as well, you can kind of, you know, get maybe two or three days in one resort, two or three days in another resort. So as long as you're planning and, and making that part of your plan and feeling prepared for that, it was awesome. Highly recommend that as well. Now, one of the reasons that we wanted to stay at the boardwalk was the walkability to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So day one, we were able to walk to and from Magic Kingdom from Bay Lake Tower. And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we were able to walk to and from Epcot and Hollywood Studios. I can't tell you enough how much being able to walk to those like those three main parks has truly changed my experience going to to Disney World. I used to all because again, I always used to stay at value resorts and a little bit further away. So I, you know, I always took the buses or in my recent solo trips, I stayed at Pop Century or Art of Animation. You know, I had the Skyliner. So to me, having different options of transportation is huge. And walking is so One, you're going to be walking a lot of Disney. So if you're like, no thanks, KG, I've been walking plenty or I know I'm going to walk plenty. I do not want to walk to and from the parks. That's okay. You don't have to. But if you want to, that option is there. And we thought it was really great with you don't have to worry about waiting in lines or crowds or anything like that. Huge, huge plus for the boardwalk there. And especially we did not drink around the world this trip. But in the future, if you're able to stay at the boardwalk, and you do choose to have one or multiple drinks at Epcot or Hollywood Studios, just being able to, you know, be really safe and walk back is a great option as well. So far on the trip, we've checked off Multi Resort, we've checked off Boo Bash, we've checked off Hollywood Studios in Epcot. 
the last day and a half, we kind of checked off a few other things for the trip. So we did Universal Studios. Jimmy and I went and spent most of the morning there because the lines were so short. We were able to get so much in without having to spend from rope drop all the way to park close. For us, we're both Jurassic Park fans. And, you know, we've watched growing up, we watched, you know, one through three. And then I actually had not seen the Jurassic World movies until just before this trip. I did kind of like a full rewatch. I'm a big binge watcher and a big uh, rewatch before doing something. So if it's a new season of, sh- of a show is coming out, I'll try to binge watch the previous seasons and then rewatch. So for Jurassic Park, I watched the first three Jurassic Park movies and then the two Jurassic World movies, knowing in anticipation that we were going to do one, the new Velocicoaster roller coaster, which I, I think I'm still not over it. It was absolutely incredible, as well as the other Jurassic Park, you know, area rides that were in there. And then also we wanted to check out the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I had not seen it yet. Truth be told, please continue to listen to the podcast, but I had just recently watched all of the Harry Potter movies for the first time in the last couple months because knowing that we were going to Universal for the day and we were going to check out the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, I really wanted to know what was going on. I love when we go to these theme parks to see and understand and like really appreciate the detail and the effort that goes into making these experiences look and feel real and like you're in it and like you're a part of it. So I really wanted to make sure that I could understand all the things of the two areas of the Harry of Harry Potter. So it was awesome. You know, we had such a great time. We we had a little bit of a tough time with weather. That's something that we'll talk about in in the review of the trip. Weather was tough, especially on uh, like the mid morning afternoon of our Universal Day. Like I'm talking torrential downpours. <laughs> Jimmy and I were both absolutely drenched, and. We say all the time, like, if we were at home, we would not just be, like, casually cruising, walking through, like, torrential downpours. But Disney rain, Disney rain is just different. You're like, you know, it's not that bad. I'm in Disney. It's fine. I'm wet. I'm going to dry off because it's going to be hot as shit in a few minutes anyway. Um, So for Harry Potter World, we didn't really get a ton of stuff in. Uh, We did the, I think it's called Escaping Gringotts. Sorry for not knowing the exact name of the ride, but it was awesome. It had like a mix of 3D, a mix of like a smooth, um, like a smooth roller coaster kind of with a little bit of like Star Tours type of technology mixed in. It was, it was a really wild experience. It was not anything that I had expected based on one, what Jimmy had told me getting onto the ride, but also just I hadn't, all I've heard was that it was, that it was amazing. So everything in Wizarding World of Harry Potter, as well as the Jurassic Park areas, all lived up to the hype. And we, like I said, we hadn't been to Universal in a few years, so it was really great to do that every once in a while. I don't know that we'll talk a ton about it on the podcast. If you all want to hear a little bit more about Universal, I have friends that have, you know, annual passes and we can definitely bring them on to talk about that and what are must-dos there and kind of their perspective on that. So at the end of the Universal Day, Jimmy and Kelly headed over to Disney Springs and I changed up my plan since we ended so early at Universal Studios. I was like, you know what? I'm going to head back to Magic Kingdom. I didn't get any daytime at Magic Kingdom. To be honest, I could literally sit in the hub of Magic Kingdom all day and not even do anything. Just like 
take pictures of the castle, watch the cavalcades, take in the vibes, eat some snacks, and really just hang out. Like that is my absolute favorite place. Actually, as I'm recording this podcast right now, on my TV, I have something that we'll talk a lot about probably in the future of like how to bring Disney into your home. I have a ton of really great YouTube channels that I subscribe to. They just have kind of like, you know, ambiance and pictures and videos of Magic Kingdom and the different parks. Uh, So right now I have a beautiful slow motion moving picture, I guess would be a way to describe it, of Cinderella's castle. So yeah, I could literally sit in Magic Kingdom forever. It is hands down my favorite park and not even just for the rides, but just like the ambiance and like everybody's so happy and there's just, I don't know, there's something different and special about, about the hubgrass over there for sure. So I decided to head to Magic Kingdom and I was going to go meet Jimmy and Kelly at Disney Springs for dinner. And then I was like, well, I'm already here. I really wanted to see Happily Ever After. I did get to see it from the room, which was like a whole nother mind-blowing, crazy, amazing experience. But I really want to see it in person again. (laughs) So I texted Jimmy and Kelly. I was like, hey, since I'm here, I'm going to skip dinner. I'm just going to stay and watch Happily Ever After. And then I'll book it back to the the boardwalk and, and meet you all there. So I did that. And... You know, I've seen it quite a few times and I could watch it a million more. Like I could just continue to watch it forever. So I kind of posted up in the way back of Main Street, kind of down towards the flagpole because it was so crowded for that. And to be honest, I just didn't really want to be that deep in a crowd. So I tried to hang back. I got a great view of the castle. I could still see the projections And then that way, like, I knew the good spot, the end of the show to, like, kind of jet over to the buses to get back to the boardwalk. And, man, it is (laughs) – it's so crazy to think about, but the Happily Ever After Fireworks show makes me so emotional. And if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen it on my story, but I was, like, a hot mess (laughs) walking out of of Magic Kingdom. I was singing, and I was crying, and it's just – it's such a beautiful – fireworks show, the music, the projections, and the basically the theme of the story of the show is that you have the key to unlock your own magic and to create your own happily ever after. I feel like just like talking about it is going to make me tear up, but it's true. Like it gives you this perspective of like, this is why people love Disney because they allow you to feel like you can do anything. Like you can make your own magic. You can make your own pixie dust and you can really create your own happily ever after at any of the parks, at any of the resorts and just kind of being there. So it is hands on my favorite. If you have not seen it and you are not able to get to the parks between now and October 1st of 2021, I highly recommend, and I can even drop some links into the show notes too, that you watch Happily Ever After and just like really listen into the message of the show. Like I said, because it's, it's incredible. If you're a crier like I am, please get yourself some tissues because you'll probably need it. But yeah, it's it's an amazing show. So I'm really, really glad that I was able to see it twice this trip and really in two totally different experiences because it's something that that I will for sure remember for a very long time. And I'm also really excited to see, I believe the new one is called Disney Enchantment. And that's going to kick off October 1st for the 50th anniversary celebration. So that's going to be really exciting. I can't wait to see. If they're putting Happily Ever After into retirement and bringing out something new, they know it has to be incredible. So I can't wait to see that at our next trip at the end of this year. And keep in mind, too, that the celebration is going to be about 18 months long. So if you have a trip between October 1st, 2021 and 
whatever 18 months is after that, you'll be able to see these new fireworks shows. So that's really exciting. So we've now gotten to the end of day Thursday. So we crammed all of that in between Tuesday evening and end of the day Thursday. And I don't want to speak for Jimmy and Kelly, but it didn't feel that crammed. Like we still had, and I think part of it had to do with where we were staying, how we scheduled kind of like our reservations and the parks and booked what we wanted to do. It didn't feel crammed. I know we crammed a lot in, but it didn't feel crammed. It really just felt kind of like productive, which is a really great way to feel to feel at Disney. So Thursday night, Jimmy and I kind of bopped around the, the boardwalk a little bit. We love to do different crawls. So like he and I have drank around the world at Epcot. We have done the monorail crawl. So our last uh, family trip in 2019, me, Jimmy, and our sister, Jen, we did like a little sib night and we did the monorail crawl. So that was super fun. So this time we're like, oh, we should try out like a little boardwalk crawl. So for our next family trip for that sib night, we can maybe do a boardwalk crawl. So we checked out, I say this, <laughs> this name wrong every time, uh, but it's Abracadabar on the boardwalk, which was great. We did the swan, we did the dolphin. And the night before we had done beach club, yacht club. And I think that was it. So I think we got like five. There might've been one other one that I'm missing in there, but it was great. Like it was, a, again, a little bit different, but still kind of in the same vibe of what we normally do when we go on these trips. That was a huge A plus as well. If that's something that you like to do is kind of check out different restaurants, check out different bars and lounges. The boardwalk is a fantastic area to do that in. And we, I'm sure we'll talk more about those kinds of things on a future episode. But for this trip, A+, plus, that was really fantastic. So then our last day, we were flying out about 4 o'clock on Friday. So we wanted to kind of just take it easy in the morning and not do anything too crazy. We we're like, yeah, we can just maybe do some lunch. We didn't do Animal Kingdom this trip, which is okay. Um, we know that we're going to go probably in a couple months um, on our big family trip. We'll probably do Animal Kingdom because the kids love that. So we'll be able to kind of squeeze in the other experiences at Animal Kingdom that we love, like the animation experience or, you know, riding Everest, things like that. We'll definitely get those in when we go in December. One of the things that I decided to do that morning was I kind of made a quick decision and was able to get a reservation at Chef Mickey's. I am a big character dining person. And I know, one, it's not for everybody. Two, it is kind of pricey, especially, you know, what you're getting for food or how much food you're getting. So I personally really miss character meet and greets. So right now they are doing some distanced uh, meet and greets with characters. So like, for example, during the Boo Bash night over at Crystal Palace, Piglet was out there in his costume. Eeyore was out there in his costume. So we got to take some pictures that way. You'll see the cavalcades. You can take some photos. And then sometimes they'll have kind of like little surprise meet and greet distanced spots around the parks but I just really to me I don't know it's something about the character meet and greets are like make me feel like I'm home at Disney so I was able to score a reservation at Chef Mickey's and I did that early in the morning about like eight o'clock to kind of like check that box for myself love Chef Mickey's it's anytime I can go I do the food is great the character interactions are always great at Chef Mickey's and then we jumped over to Hollywood Studios for the afternoon and had lunch at the Hollywood Brown Derby, which was another place that I actually have not eaten yet. I'm pretty sure I haven't eaten there, but it's a really cool atmosphere. It has a really cool story behind the restaurant and why it's there. I believe it was one of Walt's favorite restaurants out in 
uh, out in California. So they really have all these really cool touches in there. The food is incredible. I think we all got a different version of the Cobb salad, which they're famous for. So highly recommend that. Definitely check out one for the atmosphere and the vibe, two for the food. And we're, then we were ready to head back. Like I said, we really got in everything we wanted to. So it really was a, a successful trip in that sense. And those are the times that when I get home, like, man, I feel really great. Like we had a great trip. We got in all the things that we wanted to do. Now we can think about, okay, so if we're ready to prioritize and plan our next trip, was there anything that we didn't get to do? Were there rides that were down? Or for example, we didn't do Animal Kingdom. So we want to do that next time. If you know you're going to go back, it allows you to prioritize and plan a little bit differently. So let's hop into the review portion of this episode. As I mentioned in the beginning, we're going to use a rosebud thorn template or uh, reflection activity model for reviewing trips, resorts, parks, parties and after events. Because uh, it gives us kind of like a full, really well-rounded approach to it. So I think this will be kind of fun. And, you know, if you have any suggestions on like if we want to change them, kind of like Disney-fi, Rosebud Thorn, we can do that too. So how this breaks down is Rose is a highlight or something positive that happened. A thorn is either a challenge you experienced or something that like maybe didn't really go so great or that you didn't love. And a bud would be either something that you're looking forward to knowing more about or experiencing, or maybe something that was kind of new that you can look a little bit more into. So I would say for me, the rose was definitely the resorts. One, doing a split stay was super cool. I think that's something that I really wanted to look into doing more of in the future. I've always just done one resort for the whole trip. And, you know, obviously you'll have to pack a little bit differently and like really plan how you're going to make the move and things like that. But being able to experience two different resorts in one stay, Jimmy has always said this when they do. He's like, it's almost like you're like starting another vacation or like your vacation starting over. And it's totally true. Like it really gives you like a whole different kind of like shift. Like, ooh, we're in a new place and we have these new, you know, amenities available or new opportunities to walk places or things like that. So highly recommend that for both resorts, one for Bay Lake Tower, the theme park view room was incredible. The room itself, it was a one bedroom. So there was lots of room for the three of us. So there was lots of room for the three of us, but the view was absolutely incredible. In the living room, I slept on like the big pullout couch, but it was, the wall was all windows. So I just, I left the curtains open and I fell asleep with Matt, you know, Cinderella's castle and Space Mountain and all of Magic Kingdom like right at my eyes. And my first thing when I saw when I woke up in the morning was Magic Kingdom. So that was amazing. So if you ever get the opportunity to stay with a theme park view room, I cannot recommend it enough, especially with the fireworks options. You can see them from your room. You can go out on your balcony and see them. You can have the music on and your TV and kind of listen to it as well. So that was amazing. California Grill next door right upstairs and the contemporary was awesome that's a restaurant that we try to hit every time we go or especially for celebrating because you know it's not a uh it is a little bit of an expensive dinner so definitely try to plan that for you know if you're celebrating something or if you know you're you're okay to spend a little bit extra on the dinner there and i think the other big piece for bay lake tower is the walking distance to and from magic kingdom 
So I know I've mentioned in some of the other episodes that I am, fingers crossed, about to close on my first Disney Vacation Club contract, and it will be at Bay Lake Tower. And actually, kind of like all of these pieces are the reasons that I wanted to go with Bay Lake Tower, being able to walk to and from Magic Kingdom. And like I said, I could sit in Magic Kingdom and do nothing and just be happy. Like, (laughs) just knowing that I'm there and watching the castle or you know, getting snacks and eating at the Hubgrass. Like there's just, I love that atmosphere. So being able to walk to and from there, from the resort is is amazing. So definitely Bay Lake Tower, A+. Highly recommend Bay Lake Tower. The second part of the resorts as the rose is the boardwalk. So similar to Bay Lake Tower, being able to walk to and from Epcot and Hollywood Studios, also an A+. For me, those are like my three. I like Animal Kingdom, but definitely Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot are like the three that I absolutely have to hit every single trip. So walking distance, you know, between the two is great. The walking distance from Boardwalk to Epcot or Boardwalk to Hollywood Studios is awesome. And the other piece of the rose for the resorts for Boardwalk is there are so many places to eat, things to do, things to see on the boardwalk. They have restaurants, they have little shops, they have ice cream, they have bars, there's like a little dance club that was a couple doors down. Like there's everything. It is a very entertainment focused type of place. So that was really fun. And I think that would be a place that I would love to stay at more in the future. Again, just because there's so much to do. So even if you're not going to the park for the day, if you're like, we want to do a pool day or when you get in, maybe you don't want to rush to the park. You just want to kind of hang out. You can walk around the boardwalk, check out any of those restaurants or just really sit and kind of like people watch. It's really just a great atmosphere overall. And then, like I mentioned, Jimmy and I did a little bit of like a boardwalk crawl between the two days and hit a bunch of those different lounges and restaurants. So there's a lot that you can do there too. So if you're like, hey, you know, I've done, you know, a lot of the places in Epcot or uh, I've done the monorail crawl. If you want to do something a little bit different, highly recommend plotting out a, a little loop on the boardwalk and checking out all of those restaurants and bars. And the thorn for this trip hands down, has to be the weather. It was so hit or miss in terms of rain, but the heat was out of control. (laughs) And so again, I'm from just outside of Boston, born and raised here, lived here my whole life. We have all four seasons. And one of the days, even on my Instagram story, I was like, friends that are from Massachusetts or that from New England and moved to Florida, how the F do you deal with this? Because I don't think I've ever sweat so much as I had in this whole entire quick trip. You know what I mean? It was so hot that, I mean, I had days that I had to like change my shirt because I was like, I cannot be in this shirt anymore. This is so gross. I just need to change. So that's something that even on the With Good Energy podcast episode when I talked to John and Jay, we talked about like preparing for whether it's rain or heat bringing like extra socks, extra underwear, extra shirts, like thinking about how that's going to impact your trip is huge. This trip, I actually brought two pairs of sneakers and a a pair of flip-flops. Normally I bring like one pair of shoes and I rock the pair of shoes the whole entire trip and don't even think twice about it. But I am so glad that I brought two pairs of sneakers this time because Like I said, the heat, it was so hot. And when it wasn't so hot that like my eyeballs were sweating, it was torrential downpours. (laughs) So 
like I said, when we went to Universal Studios, we were drenched. And I was like, the only positive is that people can't see how badly I'm sweating because now I'm just, I'm just soaked. Everything is, all of my clothes are wet. And even the night before when we bounced between, uh, from Epcot to the Yacht Club and Beach Club, it was straight up downpouring. The tough part was because it was so hot and raining, like I had brought my little, you know, pack and go rain jacket. It's always in my, my Disney bag. And I put it out, I was like, I don't even want to wear this. Like it felt like a, I don't want to like be super gross in describing it, but it was like a hot, wet, sticky trash bag on your skin. It was, I was like, I don't even want to wear this. I would much rather be soaked than have this rain jacket on right now. (laughs) So that just gives like a good example of like how wet and hot and sticky it really was. It's one of those things where like if I was at home and that was the weather, I would probably be miserable. But I was like, you know what? I mean, Disney, what? There's nothing else we can do. We have to walk back from wherever we are. And it's going to be great. <laughs> We're going to get over it. So yeah, the thorn for sure this trip was the, was the weather. Um, and that's something too to consider when you're planning a trip when we went, which was uh, right after Labor Day. Because what's great about it is I've mentioned in a cup, you know, almost all of the parks, there's barely any wait. Because kids either just went back to school or they're just about to go back to school. You're in kind of like the mid to tail end of hurricane season, I think. Floridians don't yell at me if I got that wrong, but it, you know, it's, I believe the end or mid of hurricane season. So you may have those torrential downpours. Sometimes it's, you know, the Florida where it's bright and sunny, pours for 10 minutes, and then it's bright and sunny for the rest of the day. Sometimes you'll have those pours on and off throughout the day. So again, Jimmy and I have done that before and we, we've always been the type of like, you know, we'll just wear a poncho, we'll just get wet. Like it'll be, we'll be dry shortly and we're not going to let it ruin our trip. So, but definitely something to consider if that's something that you're like, no way, no thank you, not what I want to do. Definitely keep your eye out for that. And then the bud for this trip. So something that was kind of like a little bit newer, at least for me and something that I find to be exciting and I definitely want to look into a little bit more is again, definitely the split stay. This is the first time I have done it. I really enjoyed it. But one of the things to consider with that, that I was like, you know, Kelly even said it on one of the trips. She was like, we are becoming like the most efficient like Disney goers on this trip because Kelly has her tips. Jimmy has his. I have mine. And we kind of like mashed them all together and said, okay, let's take this from Kelly's, this from Jimmy's, this from mine, and let's make it all work together. So that's something that I really learned a lot from Jimmy and Kelly was like how to plan and prep for a split stay and how to make that work. And one of the things that they have and enjoy is what's called an owner's box. And it's something that if you go to Disney or even just like the Orlando area, I believe, multiple times a year, it's kind of like a one of those big plastic totes and you can put as much shit in there as you want. So, you know, whether it's like a blanket, a sweatshirt, ears for Disney or like, you know, feminine products or just kind of like toiletries, you can keep it in there. And when you get to your resort, you let them know when you're coming. They drop the box off. When you're checking out, they come and pick it up. It's kind of like the stuff that can just stay there and then you don't have to bring it down. So that's something that I personally am going to look into because I have trips coming up. I actually have a bunch (laughs) coming up, which I'm really excited about. We have our family trip in December. I'm doing Run Disney Princess Weekend in February. And I'm really hoping to go down for that springtime surprise in April as well. So this owner's box might be a great option for me to pack with a bunch of stuff, you know, toiletries and things that I'm going to need and don't necessarily want to have to pack or repack or bring every trip. So I'm excited to look into that. 
This was actually the first trip that I have done Instacart to the hotel. I know I've recommended it a bunch because a ton of people swear by it. And after this trip, I do too. <laughs> it was awesome. Like I said, in the Uber, Jimmy and I were, you know, putting it all together. But, you know, Kelly wants this. Jimmy wants this. Kristen wants this. And we made a great list of just kind of like little things that we wanted to pick up. They drop you, drop it off, meet you at the lobby. And it saved us from having to, one, rent a car and go drive over to Publix or pay for an Uber to go over there. It, you know, you can just pay the basically either the same fee or a little bit less for it to just get delivered and not have to worry. So also definitely recommend that, especially if you are going as a family, if you are going with a large group, just to have some of those necessities in your room ready to go beforehand. Because don't forget, you can bring snacks, food, all the you know, drinks into the park. So if there are either specific things that you want or even things that you need and you want to be able to bring those with you, you can definitely Instacart and have them delivered right to your hotel. I think the last bud for me within the like split stay and prep piece is Bay Lake Tower and Boardwalk. Like I said, I know I have them as like my rows as like best pieces, but I'm really excited to see what comes from being hopefully a new DVC member soon at the Bay Lake Tower and experiencing that. You know, I've stayed at the boardwalk now uh, May of this year and then this past September trip. So that is definitely a new favorite resort for me. So I'm excited to kind of see like what my lifelong Disney journey with boardwalk becomes. And overall, I just can't say enough good things about those two resorts. So if you are either thinking about Staying at either one of them, definitely you know, send me a DM on Instagram at Living the KG Life. I would be happy to give you any suggestions or recommendations or even like other people to follow on Instagram that maybe stay at the boardwalk a lot or go to the boardwalk a lot or Bay Lake Tower. There's so much great information out there um, to check out. So overall, that is our recap and review of the September trip to Walt Disney World. Thank you so much for hanging out. Like I said, I hope in the future to do a lot more reviews on resorts, on restaurants, on um, parks, events. We'll definitely do some run Disney events or even just run Disney trips. So we'll get that in there for some Rosebud Thorn reviews as well. If you have any ideas on things that maybe I have some ideas of like how I'd like to maybe Disneyfy the Rosebud Thorn, but if you have any ideas or suggestions, DM those to me as well. And I will definitely be putting up some more of those question boxes on my stories as well. So if there are things that you either want to hear about on this podcast, things that you'd like me to go check out and review for you on my next trip, let me know there. And as we mentioned in I think our initial episode kind of of what this podcast is about. I want to make sure that we're bringing on as many perspectives and experiences of other people. So let me know who you want to hear from as well. I will definitely be sharing also Instagram accounts, Facebook groups, blogs that I follow and kind of participate in as well. I am definitely not going to be the like breaking Disney news person. There are some fantastic people who do that as their full-time job. So I can definitely direct you all to some great accounts or people or blogs. Uh, DM me and I can share some of those with you as well. And that's going to be it for this podcast episode. Thank you all so, so much for hanging out. I was really excited to do this first post-trip recap and review. So Send over some feedback. Let me know what you think because we've got another trip coming up in a couple of months. So we'll definitely want to do another post-trip recap and review then. 
other than that, I hope you all have an incredibly magical day. You're excited for whatever magic is coming your way. And stick around for our next podcast episode because it's going to be great. Bye.